Welcome, everybody. Filibuster Freestyle. We are back. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2021 inductees have been announced as of today, May 12th, 2021. Filibusterfreestyle.com. You know we got to be on this. We talked emphatically about the nominees back in February. Here we are two, three months later. We got Dan O'Brien standing by from Philadelphia. Roscoe P. out in Western Massachusetts. Cindy Harrington, Chief Marketing Officer, also should be in the house, both literally in terms of the studio and on the pod. And yeah, yours truly, your buddy Gavin. So without further ado, the theme song, and then I'll bring in the guests. Filibuster Freestyle. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate it. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. All right, folks, as promised, Cindy Harrington's here. Hi. Roscoe P is here. I am. And uh, Dan O'Brien also here. Dan O'Brien, how are you, sir? Great. How about yourself? How is everybody? We're great. We, we got a text today from Roscoe P. saying that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame had released um, the actual inductees for 2021. We did a podcast in February speculating on who would get in, lobbying for who we wanted to get in. I think Roscoe and Cindy actually convinced each other of a couple people and did total 180s on that podcast back in February. Shout out to my mother who has asked me multiple times who got in. Now we know, Mom. We're going to tell you right now, and it's going to be awesome. And so thanks for listening to my mom and people all over planet Earth and everybody in between. But we're doing it now. So, Dan, I'm great to answer your question, and I'm glad you're here. Roscoe P., how are things in the Pioneer Valley? Uh, good. I spent the day with the Western Mass chapter of the Todd Rundgren Fan Club, so everyone's feeling pretty good out here. Today. Yeah, the Todd Rundgren Fan Club is having a big, a big, big day. The life. first one in about 35 years. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna get in. We're gonna get on that, and it's gonna be a good time. Um, We've been banging on our drum all day. <laughs> we're banging on the drum all day for for sure. It's Todd Ref, Re, Todd Rungan reference, right? Todd Rungan reference, right off the bat. Todd Rungan reference dot com. It's our new website. It's gonna have dozens of hits a year. Uh, anyway, Cindy. Yes. How do you feel? I'm gonna gonna just everybody's gonna no one's gonna disagree with this one. Tina Turner's in. Cindy, you're, you're a Tina Turner fan. I sure am. You've watched the documentary on HBO about Tina Turner. I have. How are we feeling about that? Wonderful. I can't stop thinking about that documentary. I think about it at least like once a day. No lie. Um, very well done. Very well deserved. Uh, like you said, no brainer. Yeah, Tina Turner, no brainer. Really quick aside, Dan, Roscoe, have you guys seen this documentary yet? Yeah, it was fantastic. She's an absolute icon. And it's like... Partly put because of the music, but it's all, you know just she's just such a presence and such like a you know a diva and just somebody that's just a legend that yes. she should have been in ten years ago. It's ridiculous. The part of the documentary that was tough for me was so like we all recognize that Ike Turner is a scumbag, right? Yeah, totally. Just bad, bad Gavin's always been fighting for Ike Turner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that should be another fan thought. Well, I'm going to have a, like a pro Ike Turner take. Not, not as a human being. Right. But like that band was fire. Yeah. Like that stuff was great. Like I, I didn't want to like it so much, but like every time they played something from the 
Ike and Tina review was like, oh man, this is a banger. So yeah. you're saying that Ike should be on the nominations ballot next year for the Rock and Roll Hall? Yeah. <laughs> Is, oh, he is for Icatina. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know that we can get there for him getting in on his own. Uh, but I'm super excited that Tina's in on her own. And yeah. there's no debate on that. It's the best. She's simply the best. And she is now a two-time, two-time, two-time inductee, just like our friend Stevie Nicks. And gosh darn it, that is something that everybody feels good about. Um they got it right. Let me go with a couple that I know we 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 either speculated would get in or people felt like they should get in. Uh, Foo Fighters, no surprise there. Another another two timer. Dave Grohl is in as a drummer from Nirvana. No shock. Foo Fighters are in. Um, how are people feeling about that? I, uh, Roscoe P. How do you? I, I don't know that you were super wild about them, but well, um, no, I'm not wild about them. I did think that they were going to get in. Um, so I'm not surprised to see that. I did I did think of this today. I'm not sure what it is. Like, there's something about Dave Grohl that makes me want to not like him. Mm. Maybe it's just jealousy because, like, you know, there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with the guy. Uh, so, like, maybe I'm just wildly jealous of him. But, but I will say this for Dave. Like, um, of the artists who were big when, like, we were coming of age. Like, for me, so, like, the, when I first started getting into bands that were, like, my band, right, like, when I'm developing my own personality and finding the music that I like, of that group of artists, who has had a better career than Dave Grohl? Nobody. Probably Unbelievable. nobody. Right? Unbelievable. I mean, like, who, you could say maybe Jeff Beck has been in better bands, or, you know, Clapton, but that Dave Grohl's in that conversation. Yeah, it's a different generation. Yeah, and for our, for our generation, for sure. Yeah. I mean, people our age don't think of him as being old because... He came out when we were young, and you know you don't want to think that it's been thirty years since Nirvana came out. But he's in the Hall of Fame twice, and you have to be in the business for twenty five years to get in. So he's been in two different acts that are twenty five years plus old that are in the Hall of Fame. So yeah, he's had a hell of a run in this era. Absolutely, the songbird of his generation. Some would say, Dan, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I, I, we talked about this a little. Like whether you, it's a matter of taste with the Foo Fighters. Like if you love them or don't love their music can't really argue them being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, you know, I've gone through a couple peaks and valleys with the Foo Fighters, but overall, you know, they've been carrying the torch for rock bands. Yeah, they're a real rock and roll band. 20 years. Yeah. Um, they you're obviously, have, they, they also, U2 passed them the torch as being like Rolling Stone's favorite rock band that they'll put on a cover or just, you know, you know, Rolling Stone and Jan Wenner loves Foo Fighters and with good reason. They're great. Um, yeah, their last album again terrible, but that's besides the point. Right, um, they're not getting into the strength yeah. of that. Yeah, it was a slam dunk. It was it was kind of a we all knew that was happening, right. and, it, and it should. It's a right. Yeah, and Cindy, obviously, you're feeling good about it. Yeah, I I don't think I have much to add. About yeah. That. So Dave is the second of. So we had three different nominees get in for the second time, and everybody loves Tina Turner. Everybody can respect the Foo Fighter piece and Dave Grohl. Carol King, baby, baby. Let's talk about Carol King. Cindy Harrington's number one stunner back in the February pod <laughs> to the point where I think she convinced Roscoe P. What the heck let her in? She's in as a songwriter. She is in as a, I guess, a duet songwriting performing team with Goffin and 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 King was her whoever the writing partner was. First person to be in as a first person to get in as a performer slash non-performer twice. So showing her range, Dan, you were totally fine with her being in the singer songwriter Hall of Fame, not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
Cindy, let's start with you because I know that you're a big fan of her one great album, according to Dan. Feeling vindicated? Feeling good? Feeling good. Yeah. I think they made the right call. Think they made the right call. Yeah. Okay. Feel good about it. Dan, you have got to be hurting on this one. How do you feel? <laughs> All right, well, I, I'm not saying I've done a total turnaround. Oh! Is this going to be like your Eddie Money take that you totally changed on? In, in line with my Eddie Money ta- take when I was, you know, I wanted him to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then four months later we talked and I was calling him a hack. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not at a total turnaround that, but even, I, I think in hindsight I was a little too rough on Carol Kane. I was too... Uh, I don't know. You know, again, Tapestry was fantastic. She was great. I kind of thought there was a way, there was a 75% chance or more chance that she was going to get voted in this year. I just was not to my personal taste and I, whatever, but I'm fine. I'm fine with her being in. Okay. Just, you know. That's a big, that's a big growth step for or not growth. It's a big evolution for you in the last three months. Well, there, there's probably, I mean, there's single digit albums that, are, that were as influential as Tapestry probably. Fair. Roscoe, you, I mean, again, you were converted on the last podcast. Are you feeling feeling good about this two-time inductee? Live conversion. Well, maybe we should talk about this, what it means to be a two-time inductee. Like, does this count? Like, if we're counting her as a two-time inductee, then LL Cool J is an inductee now. Yes, he is. Well, we're going to get to that for sure, and I agree with you. But, um, but, but I, mean, I think like, what we're talking about is, is as performers. Right. right? Like, like, Dave rolls in twice as a performer. Correct. Yeah, the Songwriter Hall of Fame is a different, that's a whole different yeah. organization. Right, but no, she's been inducted in this other class of people that, and, and by that I mean like it's another, that's another classification, excuse me. Um, so craft work, we'll talk about that. Like, work, it right. used to be called the Sidemen category, which is as chauvinistic as it gets, but basically if you were like Anne the Heartbreakers instead of Tom Petty, or you were, uh, Anne, you know, you were uh, the Icantina band, band, like. Yeah, I mean, basically, people would get in for their contributions not as, like, the front person, but as a contributor to music. So, to Roscoe's point, LL Cool J got in on this special contributor section this year, which is cute, but yeah, I have a bone to pick with... that now? I, well, yeah, I, I... So much to talk about. I don't know how to talk about it now, but yeah. So, but Carol King's in twice. She's in as a songwriter. She's in, you know, uh, as, as a singer and... Carol King's two timer, so whatever. Um, let's do something that nobody else is doing on their pods. Let's review our picks. Roscoe P has the receipts. <laughs> Roscoe, tell us. So we picked two things in the last pod: five that we yeah. thought would get in, five that we wanted to get in. Give us the yeah. stats on that. Um, nobody got it right. No way. Um, well, well, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> well, which do we want to start with? Do we want to start with what we wanted or what or what we predicted? Let's go what we wanted. Yeah. Well, what we wanted, Cindy got more of what she wanted than any of, any of us. Now, one thing that's going to be a little tricky here is that we only picked five performers, and of course, six got in. Right. So we gave our so we gave up a spot. No one got all of them right. Is that none of us picked six? Like we couldn't get them all right because we only we only all picked five. Um, so Cindy wanted Carol King, Foo Fighters, Tina Turner, and Jay Z, who all got in. Uh, and then the fifth one that she wanted was Shaka Khan. Mm, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, then the would have been great. All only got two who we wanted, which so all all of us wanted Jay Z and Tina Turner, and we got that. So we all we all got that, and for Gavin, Dan, and, and I, those were the only two that we got. Okay. The, the others were Gavin wanted uh, Rage Against the Machine, Dion Warwick, 
and fail a Kuti, who I, I hope we're going to... Oh, we're going to... We're upset about that one, too. Yep. Well, let's, let's make sure we talk about him. Dan... Actually, Dan had those same three. Rage, Ian Warwick, and Phil Cootie. I had L.O. Cool J, Rage, and Shaka Khan. Hmm. Yeah. All those, all four of our lineups would have been better lineups better than what was voted in. Correct. All right, let's look at what we predicted. So, for instance, you had it, Roscoe? So, now again, no one got all six because we only picked five. Uh... Cindy and I got all five. Wow. All five of our predictions made it in because we turned each other around on on one band. So during the show, I think I was going to go with Iron Maiden, and then Cindy's argument about Carole King turned me to Carole King, and then my argument about the Mm Go-Go's turned Cindy to the Go-Go's. So each of us, our five predictions were Tina Turner, Jay-Z, Foo Fighters, the Go-Go's, and Carole King, who all got in. So five out of five for me and Sid. Nailed Good job, it, Roscoe. We are so we are the big winners. What? Yes. I had a six pick. I absolutely would have taken Todd Rundgren, so I was going to get that. Uh-huh, one. Okay. No, not in a million. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. Well, who did? How, how did Dan O'Brien do with his predictions? So the other predictions, um, yeah, Evan got three. You got Foo Fighters, Tina Turner, and Carol King. You also picked Iron Maiden and New York Dolls. I just thought Jan Wenner would want to have those, you know. You went full Jan Wenner. Um, and then Dan, I'm not sure how to score Dan because <laughs> at first Dan said that the five he wanted were the five he was predicting because what he said should be law. Yes. That's what he said first. But, so I already read his five, of which he only got two, but... When later, when we started talking about the Foo Fighters, he did acknowledge that he thought Foo Fighters were going to get in. So let's give it to him. I don't want to give him like two and a so half. So three? I get three out of five? Sure. Six, six guesses, so uh, that's, I, I guess that's how we, we score him. Well, either way, it's last. Yeah. If we're ranking. You're either three, you're either, you're either three out of six or you're, yeah, or you're two and a half, two and a half out of five. Either yeah. way, it's last. Yeah. Two, two and a half out of three. Out of three on the big chalkboard. Yeah, but you know what? Congrats to Cindy and Roscoe for talking each other into a five, a five for five. Um, so let's let's talk about the other folks that got in. So yeah, I mean, Jay Z. I don't think we're gonna have a lot of arguments here. He's arguably the best rapper of all time, especially from a commercially successful and like street cred viability type of way. He he's in a genre that is completely under, underrepresented in the Hall of Fame now that they have decided to let hip hop artists be considered. So I don't see anybody with the problem with Jay-Z. I think we all pretty much figured he was going to cancel LL Cool J, which he kind of did. Again, we'll explain that technicality in a bit. But uh, no problems with Jay-Z on my end. Anybody? Did we, yeah. even, did we even discuss it on the last pod? I think we just sort of, sort of just brushed over Jay-Z as an inevitability. Right? I, I think our biggest, our biggest piece on that pod was the fact that they were going to choose between LL Cool J and Jay-Z, which is stupid because that's like choosing between, you know, the f- – De- Def Leppard and whomever, like they, they're both going to get in because they both right. should be in. I mean, the level of white dude '80s and '70s bands that are in, like LL Cool J and Jay Z, should both be in. It's just not we're not out of great rappers yet. Yeah, agreed. And uh, that was more how we talked about it because I think we all figured Jay Z would cancel out LL Cool J. And it's, I'm glad. I'm interested to see what gates this opens up now that Jay Z's, you know, Biggie's in, Jay Z's in. I think Tupac's in, yeah. almost yeah. positive. Um, and now let's get down to 
the next generation. You know, like these those those people are like the Mount Rushmore rap. You know, right. Almost. Right. Now let's see who comes in next. I'm Very curious. Oh, we've got Outcast. We've got a tribe called Quest. That's right. Wu Tang Clan is out there. I saw. I tried to look up who's going to be eligible for the first time next year. And I'm not sure. The website I found, I'm not sure I totally trust, but there's one very interesting name, which is Eminem. Oh. That's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, he'll get in for sure. Huh. Well, quite honestly, hip-hop's going to be carrying the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the next 20 years. Because, well, you no know, rock, who's it going to be? Hoobastank? Matchbox <laughs> <laughs> 20? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, people are going to be really interested in Outkast and in Nas and in, you know, whatever. Yeah, 100%. And we're also going to get a pop infusion soon, too. Yeah. I you know, late 90s, early 2000s, that's all rap and it's all pop. It's all... Shakira. I'll take Shakira. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She can sing in a couple languages. Destiny's Child. What's going to be the real test of time is when Pitbull's eligible, because that's going to be a problem for everybody. Yabba dabba doo, slabba dabba ding dong. Actual lyrics. But does anyone else notice how Gavin works him into every single podcast? As we much had as like, hates him? we had a decade long beef. We squashed it in 2015. <laughs> I squashed it. He wasn't unaware of it, and we went from there. All right, all right. Let's let's talk about the Go Go's. So Roscoe, you you made this point, and I think this is probably why they're in. First inductees were the whole band were women who played their own instruments. Is that kind of the distinction? Correct. They are the first all-female band who plays instruments to be inducted in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And a big year, I mean, I think part of the reason I made the picks that I made, and this is what played out, was this was a big year for women in yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I think a lot of people were were predicting. So, um, you know, three female artists out of the six, and uh, long overdue to have an act like the Go-Go's in there. So, good for them. Belinda Carlisle for life. Absolutely, Belinda Carlisle for life. Dan, Dan O'Brien, you feeling good about the Go-Go's? Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not here this, to, to bury the, the Go-Go's on this podcast. I would not have put them in now. Um, I, like, listen, Go-Go's is first ballot Hall of Famers for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That feels not correct. Um, but Go-Go's as eventually in the Hall of Fame, sure. Um, you know, they're between 82 and 86. They were a significant soundtrack for the country. And, you know, also the uh, talking about women breaking the glass ceiling in rock and roll, they, they kind of, I don't know if they led the charge, but they were the most prominent ones to do it uh, to that point. And, yeah, good for them. And I also did happen to have a gigantic crush on Belinda Carlisle for about 20 years of my life and still do. 20 years of your life and still do. That's amazing. Yeah, she, she was the... The queen. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everybody in America didn't have a crush on her. I just I like yeah, that it endures. I, really I had a crush on her. Uh, Cindy had a crush on her. That's breaking mean, news. <laughs> she was cool and hot yeah. and dangerous, and uh, she was awesome. That's an awesome um, combination. But none of those things are qualifications for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so that I did not put those in my consideration. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but my my passion for her. Uh, as wanting to be my wife, even though we had like a thirty-year age difference at the time, doesn't doesn't qualify. Uh, but musically, sure, eventually, I'm, I'm happy they're in. I'm happy they're sure. in. It's fine. I'll, I'll be happy to see them perform. So, Cindy, you were converted on a podcast by Roscoe P on yeah. this group. So, you, uh, you obviously have been converted. You've got to feel good. But 
you still like, where do you feel about this? First female, all female playing their own instruments, rock band in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, I love it for all those reasons. I I see what Dan is saying, and I can't say that I totally disagree with that. Like, I I think that's actually a fair point. But yeah, I'm still I'm still happy they're they're in uh, Tarasco's point as well. Yeah, I guess the thing that sticks out for me that Dan hit on is you know first ballot Hall of Famer status. You know, it, it typically means a lot. And I'm not, this is not a go-go's slant. This is more like, Jay-Z, first ballot Hall of Famer. No-brainer. Uh, LL Cool J, sixth ballot. Yeah. And, he's, and LL Cool J is still waiting, technically. Like, that's, that's when I start getting into some of these first ballots getting in when people who are waiting are, are just, just they had a longer run and maybe a more prominent run. So that's where you get, it gets a little wonky, but I understand that it's not apples to apples. But speaking of not first ballot Hall of Famers, and Roscoe said I had a an intentionally funny take that is now an unintentional funny take, and I think I know what it is, but I want to hear from him. But guys, how the hell did Todd Rundgren, who has apparently only been nominated three times, that's BS. He gets nominated every year. And I think what Roscoe's going to point out is that I said there should be a new Hall of Fame for Todd Rungan and everybody below him, for people who are never going to get in the Hall of Fame, and then the gosh darn guy gets in the Hall of Fame two months later. Roscoe, is that where you're going with this? Yes, you said Todd Rungan is going to build his own Hall of Fame for people who are never going to get in a Hall of Fame. That's what you said. Kiss of death, and now he's in. F. I, I hate him. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not entirely convinced that Todd Rundgren and Peter Frampton aren't the same person. Mm, that's a hot take. <laughs> Frampton had a good song. It's a joke now, but he had a good song back in the day. What song? Um, Frampton. That you know, Frampton comes a lot. Like you know, do you feel like I do? That is a good song. We've heard it a jillion times. You know, and it is a joke now, and it's a goof. But it had a at vibe. The time, yeah. Like, I was like, all right, I can see at a time that it's like that was a jam, and now it's just been played out, and it's a joke. Todd Rundgren, I tried, guys. I tried two months ago. I tried it again this afternoon. Do you try it again today? Good for you. And what? yeah, washing dishes. I, I what an I, open I, mind. Odds in, and Jesus Christ, guys. Pardon, pardon my language. It's okay, you get one. Um, God, what is? I I've asked a dozen people today. Who like might be familiar with Todd Rundgren or who know music? And I do. I don't know music. I, I can't play an instrument. But like, what is the appeal? That is he a good? Apparently, he's a very good producer. Apparently, he raised Liv Tyler as his own, even though it wasn't his child. But, really? But, Again, yeah. a real, that's a great hot take. It's a super fact, and it's a really nice gesture. Not necessarily going to get you the whole thing, but here oh, we are talking gosh. about it. Beautiful human being. Apparently, he was ahead of the curve on like the internet. And marketing huh. on the internet. Great, fantastic. He's from Philadelphia. Also, something I should love. Uh, his music stinks. <laughs> and he hasn't done anything good musically in decades. And even at his quote, quotes in the air, hot, hot period, his music was terrible. Hey, Dan, I got a good way to sum this up. As somebody who has argued that both Eddie Money is the greatest, essentially, and hack. Eddie Money is better than Todd Rundgren, am I right? Oh, like, not even in the same conversation. Correct. Eddie Money, like, yeah. Like, you could say maybe maybe Todd Rundgren had the chops and could work the soundboard and put an orchestration together, maybe, even though it doesn't come out in his songs, but maybe he could do it for other people. 
Eddie Money was an awesome frontman. Yes. Yeah. And could sing and wrote a couple songs. And even in Take Me Home, he didn't write, but like he crushed those songs. And they're still good today. If I hear Todd Rundgren's music come on the radio now, first of all, I'm like, how did this get on any, no radio stations playing it because it's awful and doesn't translate. Um, but if I do, I, I turn it immediately. Yeah, that's fair. And that's a, that's a matter of my personal taste, true. But I feel like 90% of the country would feel the same. I'm just shocked Todd Rundgren got in. I, Roscoe P., where are you? How are you doing on this? Uh, I'm pro anybody. Is that what we're talking about? Well, I, I mean, I was just trying to boil it down for folks that, you know, let's just put it in perspective that Eddie Money is vastly superior to Todd Rundgren. But anyway. Todd Rundgren wishes he could write Shaken. Yeah. yeah. You didn't write Shaken. You wrote Bang on the Drum all day, and I thought it was Jay Giles' 15th best song. And it's your best song, sir. <laughs> that was 83, too, that came out. Oh, also, going down his Wikipedia today, because, again, I'm, I was on a search, a very light search. You know, I didn't go deeper than Wikipedia, but I was on a search to find, like, what is the appeal? What am I missing of Todd Rundgren? People keep talking about People, like, his name has popped up for decades. And, like, they were talking about, oh, he was, he smoked too much marijuana in the 70s, uh, and then he started taking Ritalin to help him write songs. So, like, that's your best, like, rock bottom and you were a 70s rock guy, apparently, and you know, talking about Ritalin and marijuana. Like, this, you're such a dork. Get out of here. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We're not getting invited to the after party. Um, but, but Roscoe P., I mean, any hot takes on Todd Rundgren, or do you think... No! The- who has a hot take on Todd Rundgren? He sucks. <laughs> All right, that's what I needed to hear. Thank you. No, he, he was the one, like, every year when we do this and the picks come out, there's always one, like... This is why people roll their eyes at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Because they put in people like Todd Rundgren, who stinks and nobody cares about. Yes. So that, that's why this Hall of Fame is, like, getting irrelevant, right? Until they start putting in, you know, outcasts. Correct. He's Dan, he's Dan Fogelberg dressed in a rock outfit. <laughs> this is great stuff, I'm telling you. Fogelberg? Come on, Run for the Roses? Uh, or the, uh... He's nobody good. All right. <laughs> He's like the rich man's Christaberg. It's not. It's not pretty. We're getting into a bad spot. Hey, Cindy, Todd Rundgren, huge fan. I like. I don't even know what he sings, and nor do I care to even look after hearing what Dan just said. I don't want to work. I mean, I know that. I just want to bang on the drama. Oh, that song always gets turned right off right away. Every, anywhere you are. Awful. I would Awful. rather sit in excruciating awkward silence than listen to <laughs> yeah. Hello, it's me and Hello, it's me and I saw the light. There's big ones and uh, they stink. Yeah, all right. So this gets me into an interesting place because those are all the inductees of Todd Rundgren. Sounds like he should have gotten in this next category, which LL Cool J, seminal hip hop icon, snuck in tonight on. Which is the special contributor section, which used to be called the Sidemen category. And my. That is so derogatory. And I literally wrote, LL Cool J gets in, great, but really Todd Rungan got in for real. The bar has been forever lowered. I wrote that in my notes tonight. And frig, man, LL Cool J getting in as a Sideman when he invented the slow jam? What the frig are we doing? Todd Rundgren should be sneaking in the back door with Kraftwerk, not LL Cool J. Yeah, LL Cool J should not be hanging out with Kraftwerk at the craft services table getting people hot pockets. That should be Todd Rundgren's job. Thanks. Yeah. 
I was say I was saying Gosh, actually, darn like, I was against in the in the original pod. I think I was against LL getting in, and that's probably wrong. Uh, I, it was one of those. It was I think it was the Go-Go's thing. It was like, well, you know, I think he should get in eventually, but not this year. Um, if they had just switched LL and Todd Rundgren, I'd be like, yeah, sure, okay, that's it. Yeah, that's it would have been a lot of women acts, women two hip hop acts. They would have they would have proven they have a chance to get better at this. Yeah. Um, so that is it, it's wait, what what is the distinction? But why is LL Cool J who was one of, pardon me, along with like one of the pioneers of rap. Yeah, he's a pioneer of hip hop. Yeah, um, what what's why is he going in in this like B category? Right, and listen and listen to this category. So who else got in? So LL Cool J got in for his contributions to hip hop. Kraftwerk got in. Thank God for Kraftwerk, by the way, because they're another like Todd Rundgren all star. Where every other year they're nominated, and I'm like, who the hell are these guys? Again? They got in for they being got in last year. Frankly. They got in for being an early electronic music influence. Great. Somebody called Hi. Gil Scott Heron got in as a spoken word poet. and He's, he's excellent. Sure. Problematic, some of the titles. Okay, and we'll talk about that because I have no idea who that is. And then Charlie Patton got in for the Delta Blues, which I'm sure that's amazing. They're, I'm sure they're all amazing. But LL Cool J is not like with those people, man. Well, LL got a different one, right? He got the one, he was in with like Billy Preston and Randy Rhodes, right? He got he got that. Yeah, sorry, I missed I missed Randy Rhodes. Yep, who's obviously Ozzy Osbourne's guitarist, absolute virtuoso. I mean, again, but he Died was, early, hit all the marks. Yeah, but he's Ozzy Osbourne's guitarist, which is yeah. the side man category. LL Cool J is not a side man, man. No. He was he was always a solo act his entire life. Right? Like, how did he even get that? It doesn't make sense. And now I got gosh darn Todd Rundgren. I really want to see you tonight in my head, and I want to kill somebody, and it's the worst. I've got shaken by any money in my head. Oh, see, that's better. That's a better place to be. Yeah. Man. I don't know. So, sorry. Give me, give me, a, give me the five second or a ten second on this Gil Heron Scott Scott Heron Heron person. Gil Scott Heron. The revolution will not be televised. Oh, that's that person. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Also, the subject. Uh, he had a he had a lot he had a lot of uh, interesting poems. Hot takes, um, hot takes, hot takes don't age as well. But he was like way ahead of his time in a lot of things. And, and what did, he died. Uh, what, he was a drug addict, but I think he, I think uh, I don't know. He was an interesting character. Look him up. He's, he's cool. I will look and him pretty up. Pretty influential. He was pretty influential in the hip hop world too. Like people like quote him and obviously cool. like the revolution one. But besides that, too, like they, uh, yeah, he's legit. Like that, that's a cool, that's a perfect category for that yeah, guy to go in. Yeah, it's cool that he got in. I'm, yeah. on, I'm on board with that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not on board on that. I, I'm on, I, I, I hate him, obviously, Gavin. It's clear. That you I love Ike Turner and I hate this guy. It's just how it is, right? Pro Ike Turner. I can't wait till the non aggregator aggregator, the one aggregator in France who aggregates his pause and be like, this guy loves Ike Turner and he hates Gil Heron Scott, whatever his name is. So bing, bang, boom, can't even get his name right. Gil Scott Heron. Um, do you guys know Charlie Madden, Delta Blues? I did not know uh, his name. But again, all these people deserve to get in for their contributions. I just don't see how we're going to put LL Cool J like in the Randy Rhodes camp. That's just... I, I don't think that's actually better. I would rather him be the best person not in than like... All right, how about this? Would you be, if you woke up this morning and you're LL Cool J and you get the call, guess what? You got into the Hall of Fame. It's in the, the sideman category. I, are you happy? Are you are you pissed? I'm doubling down on my candidacy. I want to be in for real. I'd be pissed. I, I wouldn't go. I w- oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't go. There are people who get it and who don't go. I would definitely not go. Right. I agree. Like he sh- he shouldn't go. He should wait till he's officially nominated, which he should 
officially elected. He'll go, though. He can't ever stay away from any press. But here's the thing. If he goes and they let him perform... How many, how, how many times has he hosted the Kids' Choice Awards? Exactly. Yeah, if he goes and they let him perform, he will arguably have the best songs of the night. Like, his catalog is good. I mean, I'm just saying, like, he's going to beat Todd Rundgren's performance. I'll tell you that much. Will Todd Rundgren show? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Todd Rundgren's <laughs> going to be... He's going to the longest damn speech. I already know it. <laughs> He's setting up He's tables as we speak. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into this. We had some really quality artists have some really bad days today because they didn't get in. And Todd Brunkman did. And I'm going to keep laying it on Todd really thick. I, all right, so let's. I'm going to try to eliminate a few that we don't really need to get into based on our last conversation. So no one's really upset about the New York Dolls, correct? I'm not, I'm not upset, but I would say, like, if they had gone in in place of Todd Rundgren totally. as being, like, the influential whatever, then I would be like, okay, uh, not for me, but I get it. They did influence a lot of bands after them, and if you if it's more than music, then okay. But no, not upset about them. Okay. Iron Maiden, by the way, I've kind of listened to a little bit since our last pod, yeah. and it's for what it is, it's kind of awesome. It probably should have gotten in. <laughs> it's pretty It's pretty awesome for what it is. I think I want to change my vote. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm not going to burn, the, like, I don't have a burning heart for it this year, but if they get it nominated again, I'm jumping on the Iron Maiden train hard. I am, I am now in on those guys are the best at what they do. And I will correct myself for saying they're the fifth best no, for what they do, they're the best, especially if they are actually a parody of what they're doing. That's even more genius, and I love it. And I'm not sad for them this year, but I will be sad for them in the future. I mean, they spent 20 years playing to, like, 150,000 people in, in South America yeah. every weekend. Um, <laughs> so That's awesome. That's, a, that's an accomplishment. Like, they used to – they filled stadiums. Yeah, um, huge in Brazil. They're like a, they're like a softcore guar. Yeah. Uh, but, like, super popular. Yeah. Cult following. Yeah. Good stuff. And the best story of the first podcast was when Dan O'Brien saw Iron Maiden by accident. Yes. With my now wife. And now your sister, your sister-in-law and some other woman. Yes. And I still have the concert t-shirt, which I no longer fit into. And the guys who were at the show, which is mostly male audience, were like, hey, you with, those three pe- are you with those three women? And you were like, yes, I am. And they thought you I were... They thought yeah, you were the nice best. Nice fans, super nice fans. They look rough, but they're super nice. Hmm. That's what you want. That's nice. It's kind of like the Juggalos with the ICP, right? Insane Cloud Posse. They're supposed to be really nice people. They just put on makeup and dress a little. They dress a little. Never met a Juggalo in real life. Well, according to the shows that I've watched, they are okay. Friends of the pod. Anyway, Cindy, you okay with Iron Maiden? Sure. Okay. Uh, Devo, I'm not sad about it. If anybody should get in for electronic craft work category next year, it's Devo. They're so overrated. It's ridiculous. Like, whatever. Mark Mothersbaugh, is that the guy who uh, created Devo, whatever? And, like, he's super influential and did some stuff. They're crap. Like, I don't, yeah, I'm not upset about it. It's fine. It's good. Roscoe, Devo? I don't care about Devo. Fat, Fat Boy Slim's eligible next year. Maybe he could get in for electronic music. He probably will. I would prefer him over Devo. So no one's upset about Devo. Kate Bush, anybody going once? I could have made an argument for Kate Bush. Okay. We'll save it for next year because she's not in. Now we're getting into the heavy hitters. Now we're getting into the heavy hitters. Um, Rage Against the Machine, I'm shocked. 
Um, been I'm shocked. Uh-huh. They're the best at what they did by far. They're the only people who can do what they did. People can go back and listen to the last pod. Again, I hate to keep picking on Todd Rundgren, but really, guys, we're really going to not put in Rage Against the Machine over Todd Rundgren. What the hell? I, I have to imagine that rolling the people, the powers that be, uh, knew that they had to space out their rock and roll acts because they don't have a lot left. And they had Foo Fighters this year. And, you know, why add up all those guitars on the stage this year when we're not going to have any for five more years? Um, so maybe you get them in next year. And either way, they maybe Tom Morello. Actually, no, they're all touring together again, I think. Yep. I think Zach De La Roca is back with them. And they're like, well, they're, the intent is to tour post-COVID. Um, so maybe they'll, they will show up or not. But they're an event. They're, they'll, they'll get it eventually. But the, again, like you see, like the Go-Go's first ballot. But Rage Against the Machine is still trying to knock it on the door a couple years into their eligibility. That's that's well, doesn't isn't exactly right, but whatever. Next year, Roscoe P. See, I think what we've learned here. So, I, like the LL Cool J thing, that's LL Cool J is not going to get in. Like that's what that's why he got that. Mm-hmm. He's not going to put him in. But somebody there was like, well, he's so good, we got to give him something. Let's give him this. But they're not going to put him in. So we've learned that, and we've also learned Rage Against the Machine's not going to get in. Because there's just no reason that they're not in already, other than they're not going to get it. Paul does not want them, right? Like, well, how about this? How about like 20 years down the line? 20 years down the line, they get the Todd Rundgren treatment. Probably. I mean, I guess I just I feel like it's the it's it's the message. Like the the Rock Hall does not want a band that stands for a Rage Against the Machine stands for getting on the stage of their ceremony and talking about what they're going to talk about. They don't want cool want people. Them. What? They don't want cool people no. on their stage. Yeah, they, they don't want people talking about, you know, uh, co- um, you know, communism <laughs> and, uh, you know, capitalists and all that stuff. They, they, don't, they don't want that. They don't want that fight. They're, they're going to do stick to they're going to stick to music. They're going to do stick to sports, but from music. They don't want anyone as politically charged as Rage Against. That's got to be. That's the only reason not to have them in. Right. There's no there's no musical reason to not have them in, right? Especially given the other acts that have gotten in the last couple of years. Yeah. It's got to be because they just don't want that band and that message. Roscoe, I bet you $5 American they get it next year. Oh, you're on. Mark it. Bring the receipts. Five American dollars. Let's go. Cindy, do you want to know this action and how do you feel about Rage Against the Machine? Are you okay? Um, I agree. I... Yeah, part of me thinks Roscoe is correct, but I still think they could. I still think they could squeak in. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say they're in next year, also. Or yeah, or the next time they're nominated. Do yeah, because because sometimes they'll take years off, which is just like again, no rhyme or reason Arbitrary. as to why te- people are in or out in certain years. Too late, Dale Brian. You bet. If they're not nominated, I win. Next yeah, year they're nominated. Next year they're nominated. I bet. Too late. <laughs> So, speaking of too late, Mary J. Blige. Wow. I know, Roscoe, you, you had a, a hot take last time in that you love every adjacent artist that she's ever worked with. Not a huge Mary J. person. So, you <laughs> feel like, you feel like you've, you're vindicated here in your stance? That Absolutely. Okay. I was right again. <laughs> Are you ha- were you happy to see her not nominated, not elected? 
Honestly, like when I saw that article this morning and opened it, I like I didn't even remember who was nominated until I saw who got in. So I'm not sure I could have named like five people who were nominated besides the ones who got in. Like Rage Against the Machine, I remembered, and Fela. I hope we talk about Fela here in a minute. He's coming up. Nope. I didn't even remember that Mary J. Blige was nominated until I went back and listened to our previous podcast. I, I was not uh, actively happy that she didn't get in. No. Dan, how are you feeling about Mary J.? You know, I. It, it's all relative. Like, if, if she didn't get in because LL Cool J got in and ahead of her, then I'll be like, okay. Or Rage. I'm like, all right, yeah. But, you know, it's all comes back to Todd Rundgren. Um, and how Sticking do him like, in was really just dumb for them. Like, relative to Todd Rundgren being in and her being out, I feel pretty terrible about it. Yeah. Uh, but if it was, you know, the go go. She should be ahead of the go-go's, frankly. But, you know, that's, a ma- again, maybe a matter of taste. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel great about it Yeah. in relation to Todd Rundgren. But overall, I guess, maybe a second or third year um, election. Yeah, I, guess, I, I think she will definitely get in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that they decided the go-go's Carol King... Uh, Tina Turner piece was like, oh, because they even wrote, they were so proud of themselves today. The most diverse class we've ever let in. Well, because you've not even tried to do anything resembling diversity for 27 years. So, yeah, good for you. I mean, again, I'm not going to kill you for trying to do more, but you don't exactly get to take a victory lap for letting in Tina Turner and Carol King, who were already inducted as other people again. Like, it's not like you broke ground there. You just did the right thing. So, yeah, Mary J will get in. Cindy, where did you come down on Mary J last time? I forget. I also forget, but currently, um, I think I'm okay with her not getting in. She's not, like, I feel very ambivalent about her. Um, but, I mean, against to the argument about Todd Rundgren, <laughs> yes, that, that's not right. I mean, uh, I'm not going to lie. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I just feel like when people ask me how I'm doing on, on a day, it's either going to be better than Todd Rundgren is or worse than Todd Rundgren is. And that's my new barometer. That's, new that's test. the new Mendoza line for how I'm doing. Is better than Todd Rundgren or, or worse than Todd Rundgren. Sorry. Well, hopefully you don't, you don't bottom out on marijuana like Todd Rundgren did back <laughs> in the 70s. Agreed. Crazy cat. Uh, Going wild. Taking some riddle to write songs. <laughs> Go ahead, Roscoe. <laughs> That's what I did to write papers in college, Todd. That's really cool of you uh, to write a tune. That, like, if it was a good song, then it'd be, it'd be another thing. Terrible songs. Terrible Bad songs. drugs and terrible songs. That's what his biography should be called. It's a great name. Roscoe, what are you going to say? Put it on his tombstone. As much as I'm enjoying the Todd Rundgren hatred, uh, maybe we should just stipulate that everybody who didn't get in should have gotten in ahead of Todd Rundgren. Yes, that's fair. That's all we're trying to say. It's all we're trying to say. <laughs> Blanket statement. But every time we bring him up, there's like another good little like moment out of it. So I don't know. I, maybe we got to keep going to the well. I, anyway. Let's try not to mention him for the next five minutes. I'll do that. All right. Let's do that. That's fair. All right. Okay, Clock. I'm always nothing on Rage Against the Machine that you can't go five minutes without mentioning Tyron. Especially when I do this to you. Oh, uh, guys. Fela Kuti. The late great. Oh, the late great. Yeah, I want to hear Chris. I want to hear your journey. To go yeah, because this is a guy Roscoe P did not know who Fela was. I believe when the last podcast started, you've been exposed to Fela since. So, how are you feeling about what I would call an incredible miscarriage of justice today? <laughs> so, on the, on the one hand, 
I, I am completely embarrassed that I did not know Fela uh, the first time because I like to frame myself as a guy who knows things about music. And uh, to not know him was just a massive oversight. On the other hand, I couldn't be happier that I've been introduced to him now yeah. through this podcast. This is my meters moment. Yeah, we've given, you, we've given it back to you. Right, you're getting it back to me with, with Phala. I've listened to a ton uh, in the last few months and watched uh, some of his concert stuff on, on YouTube. And uh, it's unbelievable. It's really like, it's like, I hear a lot of James Brown. There's a lot of that kind of James Brown style funk with, you know, African rhythms and jazz. And it's just, it's awesome. And really unlike anything else. And I'm going to be listening to, to Phala forever. And, uh, uh, I'm really happy I discovered him. And, I mean, talk about a guy. Like, if Fela Kuti is not in the Rock and Hall of Fame, why do we have him? Like, that's a guy <laughs> who needs to be enshrined in, in the Hall of Fame. And I almost – I checked the fan vote today because when I – oh, actually, that's – so I switched my fan vote. So I, on the on the show, I said I was going to vote for Rage, Jay-Z, Tina, and then I said LL and Shaka Khan. I can't remember who I left out, but I, I, I think I left out LL and, and voted for Fela instead based mm-hmm. on – um, listening to him after we, we did our, our thing the last time. And when I voted, he was winning the fan vote. Yeah. I was all set to go off on a rant about how, once again, they've screwed the fans, uh, but he actually did not win. Tina Turner ended up winning the fans. Which, which totally tracks. Which, yeah, it does. It does. But... In fact, three of the top five fan vote-getters did get in, so I got I guess I got to... But Fail was second. He was a close second in the fan vote, and... Uh, uh, I hope he gets in because he is really he is uh, amazing. Yes. Unlike anything else. Yeah. Totally unique. Totally great. So much so much material. A lot of content. A lot of content. <laughs> Worked with Ginger Baker. I mean, God, the list goes on. Cindy, did you get, did you get into Fela over the break here? I did not. Okay. <laughs> I I appreciate everyone's enthusiasm, uh, so good. and I will I will make my way there eventually. And it's good, like, right away, too. Like, you put it on, and, like, two seconds into the song, it's like, wow, this is a great song. Yeah. Like, you just you just know it right away. And it, yeah, I mean, if you're in the mood, Cindy, for a 32-minute song, yeah. with, like, as ambient noise in the background. Yeah. He's it. your guy. He's my man. Yeah. That'll have you tapping your toes, and you don't even know it. Yeah, yeah. that's your guy. I know, I should. And he's got 170 of those 30-minute songs, too. Well... What a catalog, really. That sounds I mean, excellent. you're going to be driving down to the Cape tomorrow night. You got two hours in the car. That's like three Fable songs. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so sit back, relax. Next thing you know, you'll be in, you'll be in Provincetown. <laughs> exactly. I mean, no, I liked, Chris, I liked your, uh, Roscoe, I liked your, uh, your take on comparing him to James Brown. Uh, it's James yeah, Brown. Yeah. He's Bob Marley. He's, yeah. you know, it's a combination of all that. And his induction would have given the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame so much cred. Yes. It really would have because as far as being a worldly group, they are not. And they wouldn't have had to do all the legwork. Like I said, there was a Broadway musical about them 10 years ago. Right. It's it's, the one the risk. Yeah, it's not like bringing up Zach A. LaRocca and hoping that nothing goes wrong. Like, like Fela's no longer with us. Fela's legacy literally endures. I think the band still plays. Uh... Yeah, probably. And it's like he created a movement that goes on be after him. I mean, it's it's a no brainer, and a, yeah, it's a no brainer. I'm shocked he didn't get in. Uh, all right, Cindy, I've been saving these 
four last because I think they're the most they're the most egregious from a pop sensibility standpoint. I also know that you've been toggling through some of the greatest Twitter follow in the world, the real one, Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick did not get in the Hall of Fame. And frankly, I'm very upset. And it's not just because she's an incredible Twitter follow, but Cindy, you've been trolling around, not trolling, scrolling around, excuse me. Yeah, I'm not a troll. Come on. I, I, sometimes the host doesn't have the right words. Anyway, what's going on with Dion Warwick's Twitter feed right now? She did not acknowledge this whatsoever. Um, she just posted, someone uh, said that she was dead, and she retweeted it and just said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I got from her today. <laughs> Perfect. She doesn't need to acknowledge it. Her career's no. already been made. She's known as a, you know, a legend. And this is so, it's beneath her, quite honestly. It's stupid that she's not in and already. It's embarrassing for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's not embarrassing for her at all. Right. Not at all. Yeah, she seems oblivious. She probably called her psychic friend, so she knew last week she wasn't going to get it. Right. Yeah, she's been preparing for this moment. Yeah, that was a bad time. That that doesn't reflect well in hindsight, nor did it reflect well at the time either. So I'm not sure what she was thinking. But again, she's really come back strong with social media. I'm sure she's pretty eccentric. Yeah, why wouldn't she be? I mean, she's she's been famous for like 60 years. I mean, you Mm -hmm. know, you're going to get some eccentricities. Yes. Cindy, how you feel about this one? Bummed out. I'm bummed out, yeah, but I mean, I can see people getting in over her, but I, I do think she deserves it. I hope they put her in a, another year and she's successful. I think she'll get in another year. I don't, right, I don't here, know. Here's my uninformed take. And I love Dionne Warwick and I think I, I, she should have been in and she should be in. Dionne Warwick is Tina Turner with a deeper song catalog, but not as good a story and was not in Thunderdome. <laughs> Instead of doing Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, she did the second Friends. Right. Movie. Not yeah. as punk rock. Not as rock and roll. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Uh, but t- uh, watching the documentary Tina Turner post Ike and Tina, Tina doesn't have a deep song it's like, one, it's like one album. It, but it was fire. Uh, I wouldn't go that shallow, uh, Roscoe P. Uh, I would say, you know, she's got a, a handful of of hits and what's love got to do with it is a complete banger and I forgot how good that song was until watching the documentary and it clicks on three quarters of the way through the documentary like oh my when she starts like turning it from like a lame British pop song into like her song like it was like wow that song is so good still um, and she made it she made it good and but there's four of those great songs that she that are Tina's Dion has like a dozen like classic songs. Yeah. Tina, yeah, I mean, again, we talked about Tina Turner, but I mean, she also just was able to take all those songs and then, I mean, she's 80 now or whatever, but like, I think until relatively recently, like what, eight, 10 years ago, she was performing live all over the world. Even if it is a relatively yeah. shallow songbook in her solo career, I mean, she had. She was able to use. I think the old school jams. I can Tina. She got to keep her name, which we know is a big part of the you know the documentary and, and the movie and and what she 
well, you know, her story. Well, she's a better performer than all of these people. Yeah, she's, and that's it. I mean, she's a rock star. Alone. She's yeah. a rock star. Well, she's a pop star. Todd Rundgren. Todd Rundgren's live in concert. All it's right. been five minutes. Five American dollars. It was, over, it was over five minutes. I've been looking at the clock. Yeah, no, it's been like eight minutes. He nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I've been looking. It was like, it was 9.39. Now it's 9.48. So, yeah. We made it. You've never been to a Todd Rundgren concert. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bummed. I'm bummed. I'm bummed for Dion. Roscoe, you bummed for Dion, or you don't really care? Uh, I mean, it's a compelling case. I, I'm okay with her not getting it. Um, I would say I'm bummed. I, I, I would have been okay either way. I would have been okay yeah. if she got in. I'm not bummed that she did. Yeah. All right. And then the, the last person that I feel like warrants talk, and I, I've saved this person because I, I honestly think coming into our first podcast. I like this person, but I think I've only kind of, I've only, I'm, I'm going to go on, I'm, I'm on her corner now. Shaka Khan, I'm on her corner. She's been nominated with Rufus, without Rufus. Shoot, you could convince me that she should be in twice with Rufus and without Rufus, but she should be in once for the body of all the work. And Shaka Khan, man, I'm bummed out for her. I think she's great. I think she should be in. I'm getting a little worried that she's going to be in, putting in that sideman category a little bit, and that's and that sucks because Shaka Khan's bigger than that. So, uh, Cindy, Shaka Khan, you're a big fan. Big fan. How are we doing today? I'm pissed. Cindy's pissed. I think she 100% should have gotten in over Miss a few other people, actually. Who? Okay, but who besides Todd Rundgren should she have gotten in? <laughs> Because I think this is the first person. This is the first person we've been willing to say a few people. Not not that we couldn't say that for more of the folks we talked about, but like here, I'll say this: if she had gotten in over Carol King, I actually probably would have been okay. Bang! That's what we needed to hear you say, and that's how egregious this was. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say this, not something dissimilar. That if Shaka Khan was white, she would have been in the Hall of Fame ten years ago. Mm. Ooh. It's, you know. Yeah. If Shaka Khan was white, she wouldn't be any good. So therefore, she would not be. No, that's fair. Well, regardless. Touch that. Regardless, Shaka Khan should be in, and she's, I mean, mean, phenomenal stuff. Again, like, I get that she's not, you know, she's not Whitney Houston. She's not Janet Jackson. I get that. But. Well, this is the thing. It's a pretty deep bench if you looked hard enough. It, it, Chaka Khan and her genre were criminally undercovered by magazines like Rolling Stone in the 70s Correct. and 80s. Correct. She's they underground were, because of them, not because of her. Especially in the 80s when like she really found her own voice as like, you know, people were paying attention, but it wasn't people that read Rolling Stone. You know, like people were, she had a following and she was blowing up. And like myself, I'll speak for myself, like I came to her within the last couple of years, like just finding out how good she was. But like Rolling Stone, if you weren't Michael Jackson, or Prince, or you know, whatever. Shaka Khan wasn't making, getting any articles in, in Rolling Stone. Um, so, like, they've never. I, I don't think Shaka Khan's ever. I think she's one of those. She will not get in. And I, you were saying that's it. I worry. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen for her. That's that's on Rolling Stone, not on Shaka Khan. Yeah, exactly. Roscoe, you, how are you feeling about Shaka Khan? Yeah, I, I think she should be in as well. I think I want the. Um, Whenever I'm on the uh, podcast, and whenever I speak, I would like the uh, 
the groove from like sugar to be played behind me at all times when I'm talking. Right. Well, you'd mentioned that with the, with production cream to get the production team to get on that. That'd be great. Yeah, you'd mentioned that for drilling for drilling threes that if if that doesn't start getting worked into the repertoire, and you didn't say that we had to play the whole song. You just said the bass line needs to be part of it. Yeah. Or we're just, we're just never going to play again. You're never going to see me again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and like sugar from a popularity standpoint. Like her fifth most popular song, according to Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Ain't Nobody, that's her. Ain't Nobody's just, that's a forever song right there. Again, it's my favorite song of anybody that we've talked about tonight. It's the favorite song of all of them, for wow. me personally. Ain't Nobody? Yeah. Wow. Ain't nobody. Wow. And you know what? 163 million plays later on Spotify, you're not alone, Dan. Thank you. I'm every woman. 100 million of those are mine. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta just keep it on repeat and feel the vibes, you know. I'm every woman, 87 million, right? Through the fire, 37 million, and through the fire was then, like again, sampled, sampled and, and and influential to people who are super popular, super influential, who probably will one day themselves be in the Hall of Fame. And I know that doesn't make you a Hall of Famer necessarily, but when we start letting in TV on the radio or whoever, Roxy Music, like this lady was better than them and as influential or more on future artists who are future Hall of Famers. So if Duran Duran is, if Duran Duran caring about Roxy Music gets Roxy Music in, I would think through the wire getting, or through the fire getting sampled, (laughs) should probably carry her across the stage. Because spoiler alert, Duran Duran, as much as I love those guys, and I do, come on, they're not easy. They had a good documentary. Did they? It was about two and a half hours too long, but it was good. Was it a two-hour documentary? No. Uh, it was like three hours. Yeah. I need about 45 minutes on them. But anyway, yeah, Shaka Khan, again, it's if she doesn't ever get in, it's not on her. It's on them. I, I wonder if they, they, they nominated with Rufus sometimes just to like, they thought maybe that would work better. Do you know what I mean? I mean, if, if we're not sure Shaka Khan's getting in, there's no way Rufus. Oh, a million percent. But I guess what I was thinking is maybe they figured they're not going to let her in as a solo artist, so we'll put her in for the work she did with these guys. But that doesn't include some of her best work, though. Right, which I don't. Which again, it's kind of goes to show you how, like, the deck has been stacked against artists like Shaka Khan for way too long, which is why we're having this conversation now. That. I want to have conversations about the Rolling Stone Elections Committee like they have with the Oscars Elections Committee and the Golden Globes Elections Committee. Who's doing the actual voting here? How diverse and, you know, are we still, is it all just Todd Rundgren's friends that's doing this? Right. Most likely. Does Todd vote three times or only twice? Like, how many votes does Todd get? And, uh, again, let's take it back to last year real quick. Dave Matthews Band won the fan vote. Ghost Town. Crickets, nothing. And then this year, not even on the ballot, which again, this whole thing is a charade, which sucks because it's one of the mainstays of this podcast calendar every year. As we talk about this thing like three different times, we talk about the nominees, talk about the induction, and then we talk about the ceremony performances if we get to have one of those. And we're all here admitting that it's definitely not like on the up and up. Well, it's like, why even bother having the fan vote? Like, what's the purpose? To get people interested. I don't know. I agree. Cindy, I I thought the same thing. But to Gavin's point, I, there's nothing I get more excited for every year where the stakes couldn't possibly be any lower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is accurate. 
which is why it's, you know, a mainstay for the filibuster freestyle, which is a very low... I was fired up today, like five different ways today, for for a number of different reasons, in ways that I haven't been in months. And again, I don't know any of these people. I don't care. I could have walked by Todd Rundgren on the street ten times in the last month. I don't know. Todd Rundgren is your neighbor. Probably He might be. Nobody nobody knows what he looks like. He stinks. I'm sorry. All right. I like it. All right, guys. Anything we missed? I don't know. Did we mention Todd Rundgren at all? (laughs) I wanted to make sure he covered it. I thought it was a Todd Rundgren free zone. (laughs) The good news is we never have to talk about his candidacy again. That's true. Never again. No, I don't want. I want him banned from the pod. From any, I, I'm the. Uh, I will never talk about him again after tonight. Yeah, we're getting it out of our system. But from the time we press stop here and edit this thing and put it up, this is the last time that we speak of his name. I, I think the only other thing I would say is just that I do want to, even for the artists that I disagreed with or did or agreed with, whatever. Congratulations to them all. There was, you know, some that have been highlighted that we particularly don't like, but basically everybody except that one singular person, <laughs> congratulations them. They're fantastic. And those that didn't get nominated, I liked, I liked almost all of you. Uh, yeah. and so you you've done great work and uh, it's all a matter of taste and who gives a crap. Fair. Roscoe P party shots. Well, I mean, there's still some good names out on the board. Like they can put a good class together, even though there's not a lot of uh, exciting new people, uh, you know, pretty sure lit is not going to get in on the first ballot uh, next year, but... Lit? Like, sleeping here's, with my clothes on? Here's hoping. Yeah. My own worst enemy. Yeah, those guys. They're eligible next year, so get your... I'm, I'm watching Gavin think about the year 2000 in the summer, listening to that song right now. I mean, I had an awesome time. <laughs> I had an awesome time. <laughs> Please tell me why... I mean, like... Yeah, was, that song was everywhere. Um, Dave Matthews Band, I bet you, is leading the class next year. Yeah. back strong. Dave. I don't feel great about it, but whatever. Yeah, they, yeah sure. They, they absolutely might be on there. Um, like I said, Eminem, I think, is going to be a very interesting uh, uh, discussion. But there's still, like, um, you know, Fela is still out yeah, there. Yeah, Fela's on the board, for sure. He's out there. Mary J. Blige, like, these people oh, who didn't Mary get J. in this year, uh, they're, they're all still out there. I think, here we go. This is a partial list I don't totally trust of some of the uh, – the superstars who are going to be... Uh, yeah, give us this to close. This is good. Dropkick Murphys. Heels, uh Fastball. No. Uh, Fountains of Wayne. Definitely not. Uh, well, it's a real, I was I'm shocked by the fastball love over there. What? Uh, I said uh, Insane. That's kind of an interesting They'll get in. Uh, Nickelback. Ugh. Um, not a Surf. Not a surf of uh, I bought Van Halen one. Oh, I love not a surf, but they're not a. I mean, come on. No, but it's kind of cool. It's like it's a lot of bands like that that have like the one cool song you remember, like Eels or like Primitive Radio Gods. Remember them? Yep. They were the, uh, sta- standing outside the phone booth. With yeah, the yeah. Song. I've been down on it, baby. Yeah. yeah. Ever since the day we've been that one. Yeah. Oh, that is a jam. It's a real jam, but there's not a Hall of Fame career in that. Savage Garden. I want to yes. see we anybody? Um, uh, nobody, nobody, nobody. Savage Absolutely nobody. The Hives, the Hives would be eligible. Oh. I mean, they're the fifth best Strokes cover band. Come on. Uh, uh, Jet. Show oh, Jet. Yeah, I know. I lit. Not Jet. I don't blink one eighty two. Yeah, the, honestly, and again, like we're we don't need to get into this now, but that's an example of 
they're the best version of a regurgitated version of a really easy genre that like yeah. you could make an argument they were popular enough they're probably going to get in. Uh, I think so. Yeah. But not the hives. Sorry, guys. I, I'm not having a discussion when it comes to Nickelback. I'm not, I'm not participating yeah. in the podcast. They're not getting popular. Yeah, they will. <laughs> they might. I could see it, Guys, actually. Guys, we are in for the wildest next 10 years ride on this because it's going to be all bands that we were here for. So we've been dealing with, like, the end of the Moody Blues era a couple of years ago. Like, we're getting, like, the, the last remnants of the 70s with Todd are finally kind of rolling down. And now it's, like, all people we were here for. I'm actually I'm more excited for the debates we're going to have. Um yeah, and Iron Maiden's going to get in soon, too. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. Iron Maiden. Your lips to God's ears. It's a trooper. I'll tell you what. I was listening to Iron Maiden one day, and I was in Boston driving around, and I'm like, oh, man, people are going to think I'm an absolute psychopath. Because <laughs> yeah. whatever it was, it was just ha- really heavy. It was great. It was really good. That story ended as poorly as it began when you said I was listening to Iron Maiden. I mean, it wasn't really a story just to say that I'm really I'm really into him now. I'm just into him. I know. I kind of am, too. Fela and Iron Maiden. Fela. Not going on tour anytime soon for obvious reasons, but yeah. let's do it. All right, guys. I'm going to end it there. This is a hell of a pod. Great job. Whether it was or it wasn't, great job. And uh, I'll let Cindy have the last word. But Roscoe, thank you very much. Good time. Dan O'Brien, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. I'll sign off. Cindy, you can take us out. Bye.